living water, John chapter 4, verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The word is life and freedom in the kingdom of God. Our born-again spirit must be fed by the word to be filled with the milk. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2-3 through three, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. As we grow from drinking milk, we need more to eat. The word then becomes our living bread of life. John chapter 6, verse 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. We must take delight in the scriptures as we draw closer to the Lord. Those of us who are walking and talking in the spirit are eating and chewing the solid food from the word. We are precious souls and children of the living God. He makes it so, so because the word cleanses and washes us from within. John chapter 8 verses 34 to 36. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Our hunger and thirst must be for the living word. We cannot survive off the shouting and praise dancing, speaking in tongues and the spiritual gifts alone. The real meat and potatoes on our plates should be getting the word of God inside us. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within us, leading and guiding us in the spirit so that we will know all things that are right and true. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. We must remain meditating in the scriptures until we are speaking, thinking, and praying the word of God. Our study times must be intentional and purpose-driven so that our minds and hearts will come into alignment with heaven. It's time to turn off the noise in the world and dig deep into the scriptures until we get connected in the spirit. This is how we must search hunger and thirst for God's love, truth, and word. As we focus on the goodness of God, we must bind our flesh when it starts to act out. Those sudden urges to fall asleep as soon as we open the pages, that is the enemy distracting us from receiving. Next, our carnal thoughts start to flood into our minds. Right there in those times, the enemy is using the things we like or dislike to choke the word from forming roots into our minds, hearts, and spirits. But we must be on top of these distractions because they're around us in the air and there are stored up memories, good and bad, inside our subconscious minds. 
The negative thoughts that we think must be bind at the time we catch ourselves thinking that way. It is our responsibility to guard our minds and hearts. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Our electronic devices are handy and convenient, but depending on if we use them to study the Word, it's not going to stay quiet because we're always receiving messages, emails, alerts, and apps making sounds, etc., unless we turn them off. But so many people are codependent on their devices. That's another stronghold that's tied to our flesh and minds. Saints, all of it is designed to keep us carnal and scattered brain. It has its advantages, but when it comes to the word of truth and eating our bread of life, it must be dealt with. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 2. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. The Lord trains and prepares us in his word by allowing us to go through tests, trials, and tribulations. He is teaching us to call upon him and weaving the word into our hearts and minds so that we will know by experience and faith that the word of the Lord is living and breathing into our spirit man. We cannot live by bread alone, and faith without works is dead. When we go through storms in life, one after another, we will know that it was God who brought us through it with a testimony that we can stand on. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 14. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. We are not fully armed with the word of God because many of us are still on breast milk. How on earth are we ready to guard ourselves with the word if we are not putting in the time with the word and discerning the times? When some of us look up, that's when we realize we're being attacked when the fiery darts hit our minds and hearts and confusion is everywhere we turn for peace. That is the worst time to prepare for the spiritual battles, but for many, that is our training and test. We must trust the scriptures because we're in a spiritual battle 24-7. There are two kingdoms at war, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. The Lord is so merciful to us by sending the Holy Spirit to dwell within us. He is our helper, teacher, comforter, and protection. He knows and sees everything in the spirit and natural world. There are strongholds, bad memories, deceitful behavior, wicked thoughts, bad language, and hurtful things that have happened to us and things we've done to others. But the word is binding and casting down those things that are against the word of God so that we will prevail and press toward the call of God in Christ. Therefore, we must yield to the Holy Spirit as he gives utterance so that the Father's will will be done in our lives. The living word is guiding us on the path to walk and teaching us the right way to live. Galatians chapter 5 verse 25. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. 
God's word is hidden inside our hearts, the subconscious mind. The word is the light that shines from within us. The word and spirit are working on the new man in Christ, thereby building us up into the righteousness of God. This work is a lifelong journey until we pass into eternity. No man would thwart God's plan for the righteous. We are the redeemed and the fruit of the harvest. Jesus is coming back for the saints who have fallen asleep in the Lord and for the righteous. The devil uses people to attack the righteous because God has favored them. The enemy uses religion to keep God's people in bondage with legalism, rituals, and traditions of men. There is nothing new under the sun. Jesus fought against the same religious spirit in his day. The Pharisees and the religious leaders Minds and hearts were spiritually blind, and they were prideful in their knowledge of the law of Moses. We must be careful to not fall into this pit. The word is washing us clean of all this stuff that has been passed down through the years in the church, because religion is not the kingdom of God. We must follow the Holy Spirit, not the traditions of men. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12-17 through 17. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remains uplifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Many of us know that this is a perpetual fight down through the centuries and still today, because it's that religious spirit where men feel like their God and they want the people to take orders from them as their servants. However, this is Satan's work to operate and divide the church. He's jealous and envious of God's reign and kingdom. That's why he works against the church. But God's church is without walls. His people are the ones who are seeking the kingdom of God, who obeys him. They are called to serve in the body of Christ. We are dispersed into the four corners of the world. Psalm chapter 75 verses 6 through 7. For exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. We must be found seeking the kingdom of God like the eunuch. Acts chapter 8 verses 30 through 33. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Those of us whose hearts and minds have become open to the Spirit and Word must obey God. Many of us have been in dilemmas, not knowing which way to go, but here's a blueprint in the eunuch's life. 
He didn't know which way to go either, but the Spirit did, and the Holy Spirit sent Philip to him. Those of us who are hungry and thirsty, who are seeking to know God, shall be filled. His living water springs forth in our lives when we accept Jesus as Lord. John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart would flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Living Waters My fears are only shadows. As I tread upon the earth, I will kneel and pray for the light. Jesus, I know you are the way. When trouble finds me, I will stand, for my life depends on your love. When darkness befalls my path, I will rejoice and sing praises, for I know your eyes are everywhere. Birth your word of truth when I call. There's no other name that I know. Sweet Jesus, that's who you are. While I stand at the bank, I will pray. You are the Messiah, the living God rivers of rocks and streams that flow. Send your angels and doves over me. As I lift my hands toward heaven, I will be able to face the unknown. A breath of melodies. Thank you for listening.